doing. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Meg here and you're listening to Into the Wilderness, my podcast that is raw and real and recorded when I get downloads from the universe or the energy around me and calls me to speak about these things. So shall we begin? So this week I want to talk to you about um, my recent health uh, focus. Um, Some of you may know that I had a new diagnosis to my health issues um, in the summer of 2020, so summer of this year where the focus was switched from it being a chronic illness called um, ME or CFS to um, another chronic illness, um, but with a different label, post-concussion syndrome. And we're going to talk about labels in another um, podcast because I think labels are so important when it comes to the way we see things but I'll go into that in a bit more detail when we when I talk about that at another time today I wanted to speak to you because yes you might think well what's this got to do with me but ultimately the focus of this new illness is on the brain and it's on brain fatigue so tiredness of the brain which affects the whole of the body The brain is the signal box to the rest of us um, and helps interpret signals from the body. And if the brain is fatigued, then that can change how we interpret all the different signals that our body is sending our brain and what we then can do with ourselves. So when I got this new diagnosis of post-concussion syndrome, it went straight the the my mind focus instead of focusing on the symptoms that I was having within my body I then had to look at my mind and my brain and how I could best support my brain to be able to heal to be able to recover and ultimately to give me the energy that I so desperately wanted to be able to live the life that I wanted to be a mother to work to be a wife to all the things that um we all love to be able to do um so today i just wanted to go through the kind of the few things that i've discovered that i think can help us all um whether you have an illness or not if you're just generally and exa- just exhausted which i think most of us are if you are a mother who is running around left, right and centre. And I say mother in the fact that you will have had certain nutrients depleted from you when you were pregnant. And if you breastfed, when you breastfed your baby, there will have been an element of your body being used as a resource for another human being. Um, If you are not a mother or you are a mother and you have had an illness, um where again your resources and reserves have been depleted if you have been through life certain parts of your life or you are going through parts of your life where you are living in chronic or have lived in chronic stress where we don't function to our best of our abilities within our nervous system within our digestive system and all the bits in between 
Um, and ultimately, if you just want a little bit more zing in your life, if you want to feel like you that fog that might surround you, you want that to feel a bit more lifted. Um, so some of these things are going to be glaringly obvious and some of these things are going to be a little bit more left of field I will state I am not a health professional these are things that are from my own experience these are not anything this is not a diagnosis and this is certainly not a, um, a prescription but this is something that I'd really like to just highlight for you guys to go away and look at and read into a little bit more yourself and also just to sit and think is this something that could help me? So the first thing that for our brain health and to reduce brain fatigue is giving it adequate rest. Now, if you listen or read anything about self-care or self-help, sleep is probably the first thing spoken about. And if you live a normal um active western world life you will probably be have an element of sleep deprived deprivation in you if you are a parent you will pretty much have a sleep deprivation in you and if you work or commute or do anything like that that requires long hours away from home again you will probably have an element or a lot of sleep deprivation sleep is huge it's the chance it's the time when our body resets it's a chance when our body can heal so even if you're not poorly you might think well I don't need to heal but every day our body gets stressed in a certain way so whether it's we use our muscles in exercise or we um, have a stressful situation that puts our body under pressure we eat something that doesn't necessarily agree with us or takes a long time to digest um, to the fact that just moving through life, we will take toxins on, we will take chemicals into our bodies and ultimately our bodies have to kind of do the work to cleanse. It's like uh, the water treatment plant. It's basically everything that comes through us, our body has to work out, filter and get rid of if it's not healthy or store to if it's going to aid us. And that all happens when we are in our rest and digest state. So if we are on the go all of the time and we are never resting in the day, sleep becomes the only time that this can happen. And if we are then limiting the amount of hours that we sleep, we are reducing the amount of time that our body can do this work. And that therefore turns into a backlog effect because your body can't fast track it, it can't speed up this work. So if it only has a certain amount of hours and it has to get rid of all of the toxins from your system and digest and move through and the kidneys have to function and everything like that, as well as healing muscles from exercise that you've been doing, as well as allowing the brain to unravel all of the information we've thrown at it through the day, it cannot fast track that. So if we limit the amount of time that happens, some of those toxins stay in our body. Some of that stress stays in our body. Some of the food that we eat isn't digested. So the nutrients that we take on aren't actually absorbed into our body. And the process basically is, is limited, is shortened. And that water treatment plant 
um, only treats half the water that's put through it rather than all of it, meaning that there's always there's still some of those toxins around. When I started to look at sleep like that, I realised that even if I felt fine without sleep, even if I was like, I don't need sleep, I'm fine, I can function. I realised that on a deeper cellular level, my body wasn't functioning. On a brain level, I was getting backlogs of fatigue. And ultimately, everything, my whole system was slowing down. The messages sent were being clogged up with all of this stuff that was being held in my body and not fully worked through. When you start to recognise that, this whole um, world of, like, the least sleep we get, the more, like, the better we are, starts to really show, actually, how much of a knife edge we're walking. And the simplest thing is, is to go bed, go to bed slightly earlier, um, wake up a little bit later. Now, that sounds ridiculously simple and when you are um working and living a full-on life that also sounds completely impossible so then we have to look at ourselves and say right okay if we cannot physically get to bed earlier or um do kind of make those hours in bed longer how do we get better sleep and you will have heard of sleep hygiene you will have heard of a good bedtime routine And this is something that I really recognised. So I used to go to bed at 10 o'clock every night. So for some of you that might be really early and for some of you that might be really late. But my husband would fall asleep the moment his head hit the pillow. I, however, found it really hard to get to sleep. So I would end up scrolling my phone or reading my book until the early hours of the morning which then my baby would awake for her feed and the cycle would continue to the point where I was living off very little sleep. When I started to really think about that, I realised that I was actually, there was two hours at the start of the night that I was completely missing out on sleep because I wasn't giving myself a good bedtime routine. I was staring at screens until the last possible moment. I was staying quite active Um, I wasn't winding down in any sort of way. So when I did finally go to bed, I actually had the age old, I couldn't get to sleep. My brain was still ringing out the whole day and I wasn't ready to feel tired or unwound. So my focus became not on this uh, actually going to bed any earlier, but trying to formulate a routine in the evening that still got everything I needed to get done but did it in a way that was not so mentally stimulating and was a cue to my mind and my body that we were starting to unwind for the evening so things like phones as they say out of the bedroom not on um lights lower in the house but my biggest thing was read a book When I had the temptation to pick up my phone, instead I picked up a book. And that really helped me unwind. You guys might, you might feel something else is different, but ultimately the key is to starting to really look at our own routine and understand how important that sleep is. Along the lines of sleep is rest. And they are two very different things. So we can rest whilst we are awake. 
And that's probably what quite a lot of people's evening, the last hour or so before bed, might be made up of is what we consider as rest. But it's being aware that are we actually resting when we think we are? So it sounds like at the moment I'm picking on phones, but it's the most obvious part of us that we kind of use all of the time that I think actually has the biggest life effect on us. So when we are scrolling our phone, whether it's looking on the internet or on social media or even just replying to text messages, we are stimulating our brain. We are throwing pictures and images and words at our mind that is causing our brain to be active. So remember, I'm focusing on brain fatigue, that feeling of grogginess where you just can't kind of string the words together or focus or hold focus or think clearly. That's brain fatigue. And if we are laying on the sofa thinking that we are resting because we are tired, but at the same time scrolling our phones or our iPads or on the laptop, we are not resting our brains. We might be resting our bodies, but it's not our bodies that are tired. Rarely in this world, unless you are a very physical person, are our bodies tired or are our bodies responsible for our tiredness. Most of us are tired, are exhausted, are deeply wrung out because our brains are exhausted and because we are not fully allowing them to rest. So pictures, images, screens, all of these things are not ways to relax our mind. They keep our mind on, they keep the thinking part of our mind on and actually our brains cannot decipher between scrolling for pleasure and answering emails for work. It's all the same, it requires the same neurons, it requires all the same pathways and therefore that same stress we feel when we're at work is the same as what we feel when we are scrolling and we're not giving ourselves time to fully rest. So if we are feeling that tired and we do need to rest, we need to drop the screens. We need to drop that feeling of needing to do. If you want to stick on an audio book, that's better than looking at a screen. Reading an actual paper book is better than looking at a screen. Finding a way that actually allows our minds to relax is better than looking at a screen. So being really clear with ourselves and honest with ourselves, and this is what I had to do, being really honest with myself of when I thought I was resting, that I really wasn't. I was still continuing to tire my mind. Even having conversations with people, even kind of holding space for people is mind exhausting. The, what I found personally, the biggest ways to chill my mind are simple chores, plodding around the house, doing the basics, cleaning, washing up, going for a walk, doing my horses, walking the dogs, looking and playing with Olive, being present in one moment and not having three or four things to do at once. One task jobs that are old fashioned non-tech worthy and these are huge at relaxing the brain and allowing us to just focus in how our bodies and brains are meant to work. So having a look at how you rest, how you spend your days and how much of your days you spend bombarding your mind with these things can be really 
vital in building that bank of energy back up, allowing that brain to recover. Because the brilliant thing about all of this is brain fatigue can be easily solved. It's not something that is something that we cannot get rid of. The hard bit is, is it means that we probably have to change quite a lot of habits and we probably have to allow ourselves to refocus and change our priorities a little. But all can be done in a family lifestyle. And even if you spend your day having to stare at a screen for work, that makes it even more important that when you close that laptop and you walk away from your desk, that you don't continue to stare at the screen and do those same tasks in the evening and at weekends. But there is a definite difference in what you do. And the activities that you do away from your screen is much more of a physical activity rather than a mental activity. And you will find you will feel more energetic and your brain will actually rest. The next thing is recognising when you're in pain. So this might sound insane, but if you have lived with a low level of chronic pain for a long time, whether it be you suffer from headaches or migraines, or you've got back problems, or you've got all anything wrong with yourself that's been for a long time, our body slowly starts to mask out that pain. Pain can be also seen as fatigue. So Yes, you may be doing this and you may have been treated and you may find that you can't be treated anymore. And that I'm sending you love for. And I recognise that that is a very different issue. But if you are just kind of coping because for coping's sake or you had it had an injury years ago and as, and it's kind of been there, but you've just got on with life. Pain can be very mentally fatiguing. Because the whole time we are in pain, our brain has to filter out that pain or work out what to do with it. Does it respond to it? Does it not listen to it? And it's a constant second by second battle. When we start to recognise that fatigue is actually maybe starting from pain and there's potentially something we can do about it, Looking into ways in which we can help ourselves with that pain is really key. So things like getting external help, chiropractor, physio. I've been doing a lot of work with a local chiropractor and she's been incredible with relieving my body from a pain that I've lived with for many, many years. I also recognise that I constantly suffered from headaches but I, because I'd suffered from headaches for so many years, it had turned into not me recognising them as a headache, but just as this kind of foggy fatigue, just another day of exhaustion. Once I started to really check in and notice that they were headaches, I then started to think about ways I could help myself. And for those of you that come and practice with me in classes, you will know the biggest difference is I now wear glasses. So I went to get my eyes checked and realised that actually my eyes were not focusing in any sort of way that they should have been doing and due to an injury for me but for you it might be degenerative or anything that actually my brain was working extra hard and having to refocus which was causing me to have constantly suffer from low level headaches and then banging migraines at other times. So by just getting simple fix of getting some glasses 
those headaches, that low level headache has completely disappeared. And along with that low level headache, a massive chunk of my fatigue has gone. The fatigue required for me to focus all of the time and also the fatigue for me required to filter out that pain. So that is something huge, recognising when we are in pain and it's if it's been sitting there for a while, this it can quite easily turn into a different kind of sensation that we don't recognise is pain. And then seeing if there's actually something we can do about it. Seeing if there's help out there that can help us reduce the amount of pain, if not eliminate it or eradicate it altogether. When we start to do that, we start to free up areas of the brain that are working all of the time. And immediately we give ourselves a huge energy bank back that we didn't have. And if we see ourselves, our brains as like big battery packs, if you're using a whole battery pack on filtering out or dealing with pain, you can see why if you start to reduce that need for that, you get a whole battery pack of energy back to you to do other stuff with. I completely understand that there are conditions out there and illnesses out there that will give you chronic pain for the rest of your life. And I know that you might be thinking, I can't do anything about it. And I send you love for that. But for so many people who live with a low level of pain, but don't ever kind of, we're just in this society of, I'll just deal with that. I'm just fine. It's okay. It's not that big. But that built up with other things that are going on can cause us to feel utterly exhausted and again, brain fatigue to kick in. So if you're one of those people, have a little check in with yourself and see if there's something you can do about it. Because I promise if you can, it will change how you feel energetically, but also physically within your body. One of the final things that I found is supplementation. So... If you've anything like me, a lot of people kind of can doubt the use of supplements because I think we've heard of it like that it's expensive wee and <laughs> it doesn't they don't really do anything. But since becoming pregnant and being told the importance of supplementation for my child's growth and then having the diagnosis of post-concussion syndrome, Supplements really have come to the forefront in the importance of brain health and brain growth. So as a baby is growing, we take lots of different supplements to help with their growth, including their mental and um, physical wellness. And as adults, we tend to kind of not think about that until we're at the point where Alzheimer's and stuff like that start to kick in. But if you use your mind a lot, if you physically feel brain fatigued, if you've had any sort of illness, if you've been pregnant or if you are um, know that you struggle with a bit of brain fog or you've had a head injury, then actually supplementing our diet with healthy supplements to help with brain function, cognitive function, to help with fatigue, um, and memory can be hugely, hugely powerful. And that's been probably one of the biggest out of these three, these triangle of things that's helped me. Regular supplementation to my diet helped me with things like omega-3 fish oils, magnesium, um, coenzyme Q10, 
um, folic acid. There's a whole kind of rhetoric out there and this is something for you to research yourself. But definitely there's supplementation out there that can change how you feel energetically and also mentally in so many ways. So if you, even if you are struggling with a chronic illness like ME or CFS, supplementation to for the for the health of your brain because it all affects the same parts of your brain post-concussion syndrome me it's all been proven it all affects the same areas of the brain which is why the symptoms are similar or identical if you can supplement your diet with good quality supplements that help with brain function help with brain health you will find i'm sure difference in the level of your energy and your well-being and state of health so that's something to definitely read into and look into which I had never done before and I wish I had because they have made the biggest difference for me so they're the three main things rest that I have found that have helped me rest Checking in with myself and recognising the sensations that my body and the signals that my body are giving me, um, what are they actually truly telling me? And if it's pain, can I fix it? Can I get it sorted? The simplest thing of getting my eyes checked. Making sure we're keeping up with all of those those checks in our busy lives can help us stay on track and not overwork ourselves keeping our bodies a little more balanced and then supplementation eating a healthy diet and if needed adding more of those vitamins and minerals that we might be missing out in life those three things are things that have massively helped me over the last few months and hopefully have got you thinking a little i'd love to know if this rings any bells um, if you want a little bit more info on what I've gone through, then please email me, megparkinsonyoga at gmail.com. And if this resonates with you and you feel like someone else could hear this too, I'd love it for you to share it with them. Because the more people that are aware of how our brain health can affect us, the more people can be feeling a little better each day. Um, so that's kind of a little roundup of where I am right now I'm going to have so much more to add to this I'm doing a course in December and I'm constantly obviously researching myself so I will keep you updated in podcasts to follow but for now I will love you and leave you and see you next time